From the Ticats Audio Network, this is Task and Twos. Yes, it is. Welcome to Task and Twos. I'm Luke Tasker. This is Andy Fantuz. Every week, this is our. We're getting uh, well into the season here, Andy. We've uh, we've met for uh, I think probably every week since the beginning of the season, since the uh, Ticats Audio Network, uh, since their birth into the media world, and. Uh, it's been awesome, and now we finally get to have a, uh, a playoff episode. We've got to be a uh, playoff edition at the top of our game. It's time to uh, time to, to make it count, but uh, good to see you, man. I'm actually, this is American Thanksgiving today down here, so I'm uh, getting ready for a day full of uh, festivities down my way. Yeah, this is uh, we gotta we gotta make sure this is a good one because it could be our last, right? We gotta go out there and leave it all on, <laughs> leave it all on the microphone, and uh, leave it all on the and, microphone, and baby. Don't leave anything to chance and cross all our T's. But yeah, now how how is Thanksgiving in in uh, in the U.S.? Is it is it as wild as we all assume, just based on like football and the, and the culture from up here? Yeah, it's a great it's a it's a great holiday, and the, the football certainly adds a huge part of it that makes everybody's uh, festivities uh, fun, but uh, I've always liked that it falls on a Thursday. This everyone takes the whole week off of work uh, effectively, and uh, I've got I've got a Thanksgiving celebration today at the in laws, and then tomorrow at my family. I've got people in town. It's a it's a big uh, a big uh, fun weekend. Yeah, we're looking forward. So, to it. so what's on the menu? So it's interesting. It's a it's a it's pretty much the same menu in my in my memory of my years in the in Canadian Thanksgivings uh celebrating with the teams and and families up in Canada it's effectively the same deal we've got turkey mashed potatoes uh pumpkin pie you know gravy stuffing that the whole the whole uh thing so i uh there's been years where my family has mixed it up I, we had a crab like a crab leg dinner thanksgiving uh, a few years back nice uh, just to sort of uh, keep you on your toes, but no, effectively, it's effectively it's your classic uh, Thanksgiving uh, feast. Oh, that sounds great. Um, yeah, I like I like can I like how we kind of have it a little earlier, but I do respect the uh, the tradition of the American Thanksgiving, and um, and we'll be I'll also be celebrating vicariously. So I'm gonna watch a little bit of football and and uh, and spend some time with the family, and uh, but more importantly. They're getting ready for the playoff game on Sunday. Oh, the blackout at Tim Hortons Field. Have you That's played right. in, a, in a blackout before? Uh, oh, we yeah, did. we had a few back uh, back when we were uh, in our in our time there. It was that's going to be awesome, man. the 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 stadium's going to look great. Uh, by the way, for those listening, there are ticket giveaways daily on the uh, on the. Uh, tie cats today with Louis B. So if you listen in and uh, uh, you do have a chance to win a ticket to the game and it's like Andy said, it's a blackout. So uh, very exciting, man. This is going to be a, a good weekend. My first blackout experience at Tim Hortons field was actually when I, or sorry, it wasn't even Tim Hortons field. It was at Ivor Wynn stadium when I was a member of the mm-hmm. riders. And oh. uh, it was right when the Fantus flakes spoof came out. I don't know if you've ever seen that before, but uh, the, the, the tie cats media team put it together, uh, a spoof talking about Fantu's flakes as a dandruff shampoo. <laughs> <laughs> and they were saying, Oh, Andy. And they had like, they, they asked me if it, I could, they could do it first, which was, which was very high classy. Yeah. And I said, yeah, for sure. And, and Kate McKenna was one of the, the ones leading that charge. And, 
and so it's like Andy Fantuz has been struggling with dandruff since his days at Western. And you know, I always had that fro, so they're showing yeah. me with these pictures. Yeah. Saying I was struggling with dandruff, and then they come up with these three these three <laughs> clients of Fantuz flake shampoo bottles. And the the flavors were uh, or the the scents were um barnyard <laughs> corner gas and water and watermelon and oh like the cat, it was like a two and a half minute video like yeah. well put together it had the, like the, all these actors they were at a salon all these people were using it <laughs> these kids with all these like really really country names like billy yeah. joe and like all these yeah they, like, oh i love the smell of fresh manure in the morning it really <laughs> wakes me up <laughs> That is amazing. So oh, I always really? saw the Fantuz flakes. Uh, we had one in the stadium, like the one that you had signed, like up above the trainer's, uh, uh, you know, uh, office there. But I had never heard about the spoof. That's uh, that's good stuff. Yeah. So we did uh, that year, the 2010. We we did the flakes, and then we were playing in Hamilton later on in that season, and the Hamilton the Ticat media group did the spoof. And it, it, I remember, I can remember vividly it was Peter Diakowski, like on the commercial, like come wear your black to the Iverwind stadium. And, and let's like yeah. black out these riders. And, uh, <laughs> and cause I, cause you know, you know how Saskatchewan always travels well. So there's lots of yeah. green in the stands, no matter what. Um, yeah. So anyway, that was my first experience, but it, it, it is great. a bit, you know, I, I like all these theme type of crowds because, to me, it always seemed to put a little more energy, a little more electricity in the stands, and yeah, that's great. and you feel it on the field. Like there's no there's no question about it. You you know I heard Simone talking about it this week. Who, by the way, I'm sure you heard the news. Most outstanding defense in the East. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Yeah, most outstanding defensive player in the East. Uh, so he's got a he's got a decent shot to win that uh, yeah. for league wide, but. Anyway, you heard him talking about it this week about you know when when the crowds when the crowds roaring and he can't even hear you know and he can't hear Javon and Cameron talking next right next to him on the field. That's yeah. a huge advantage uh, when the um, then the opposing offense can't communicate. So yeah, wear your black and uh, get to the game and cheer loud like Ticats need you. Andy, did you so after two thousand? What was your last year in Sask? When did when did you come to uh, Hamilton? Was it right after the Fantuz flakes? <laughs> to, uh, well, I had that brief cup of coffee in Chicago in two thousand eleven, and right. then uh, so I kind of missed out on that year. So two thousand twelve was my first season in Hamilton, which yeah. was Iverwind's last season. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's uh, that's funny stuff. Well, we'll get into some of the more some of the awards that the Ticats have uh, been. Uh, nominated for, but, uh, yeah, playoffs, man. I thought that, I thought that maybe we could go back through some of our favorite moments of the playoffs. And I, I, I'm very excited not to spoil the moment, but one of my favorites was including the two of us on the field at the same time. But, uh, for our playoff edition, let me, uh, let me fire some, uh, some questions at you that, that we can go through. So first of all, the, the, your favorite playoff game of your career, and I'll, I'll, act, I'll start this one off because, this was, uh, speaking of Tim Hortons field, one of the best, like one of the best, I think probably still one of the best moments in Tim Hortons field. And that was the first year, 2014. And one of my favorite playoff games of all time was the Eastern final there. It was, I want to say a four o'clock game. And the only reason I, I say that is I remember it ended in the, in, in the night at dark in the nighttime, we had just beaten Montreal two weeks earlier there. 
And like it was, oh, well, we went undefeated at Tim Hortons Field that year. And so we ended that that streak off with a playoff game victory against Montreal, who was still a good team that year. I mean, it was not, uh, you know, it, it was not in the bag that we would take that take that game. And like that moment, just with the Tim Hortons Field was finally up and going. The fans were in there loud, and to beat Montreal, then to go back and get a chance at the Grey Cup, that was that was probably one of my favorite uh, playoff games. Yeah, I remember that one vividly too. Uh, the the Stripley whistle was like kept kept right. running. Oh, it was it was epic, and the, they had to the yeah. fly over. Uh, you know, I love I love the flyovers. By the way, not to get off topic here, but um, dude, I love them. I think it's I think it's huge. <laughs> I, the 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 best flyover I ever saw. I unfortunately was not playing in it. I was at the Grey Cup in Edmonton in 2017 for. Uh, for like the award ceremony and man, the, like, I don't know if it was the like Canadian, like Royal air force or like they flew, it looked like 20, like red jets, like over and like depart and like parted over the stadium. It was the coolest flyover ever. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, I remember that. That's, uh, yeah, I get so excited. I like the flyovers, like the, when you ever get some inch like bagpipes and I don't know, I get so I got the Fire, chills. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Back in uh, 2000, 2010, first game of the season was against Montreal, and this is in Saskatchewan, but right after we had lost in the Grey Cup, so it was a re- it was Canada right. Day. It was the opening game of the season, and it was one of the highest-scoring games I was, I was ever a part of. It was like 55-49. Wow. And uh, but anyway, at the start of the game, it's Canada Day, and they had the Jets flying over. They had like the anthem was amazing, and then as the anthem was going on, this this flying V of Canada Canadian geese went diagonally across the stadium, <laughs> and I was just like full chills, like half chub, like I was like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was it was epic, man. I'm telling you, it was it was just one one for the books, and, and yeah. that was an amazing game, but. Yeah. Anyway, back to your question. What was your favorite playoff game? Well, yeah. I mean, I I did win one Grey Cup, so right, that one that one stands out for me. Uh, but I think I think it's the games where you just have the whole off for like as an offensive player when you have the offense just clicking and yeah. like I I think of the 2013 East Final. I think of uh, the 2007. Uh, Western semifinal, and I think of the 2010 West final, mm. or sorry, West semifinal. And uh, to me, just because it's like everybody's eating, we're just it's a high scoring game, and just the fans is just so exciting, right? Um, yeah, it's amazing. So, th- those ones to me as an offensive player stand out. Yeah, the my, oh, my- also the <laughs> I <Go laughs> sorry, not to cut you off, but. Even though we were on the wrong side, like that that game in Ottawa on 2015, <laughs> I was gonna say, I know, like that was, we should have we should have won that game. Like that's oh. we you win that game nine out of ten times, but um, exactly. We didn't and offensively, win that we were just we were just rolling that game. That was that was it was that was such a fun game to play. I hundred percent. I've never had more. I've never had so much fun playing a game in a game that we ended up losing than that. Like that was crazy. Like yeah. we were just rolling down the field, like interesting play calls, cool things. We'll come back to that game. But the, uh, until, and uh, the last season, 2019, oh, excuse me, 2018, 
was by far my best uh, season of my career. And our playoff game at home in the Eastern semifinal crossover against uh, BC was like kind of like that. Like we were just like we just dominated them. Like I scored two touchdowns. I had like on both like really like great routes. Solely had like a, a just like threaded the needle on one, and I sort of spun out of a tackle and made my way like made my way into the end zone. And like that was that kind of game where we like it just felt like there was like BC came in there having no chance. You know, when you look back on it, like there was just no chance for him. It was just so fun. <laughs> oh. It just made me think of that time when, uh, when you when you threw the ball up towards your family and your brother like <laughs> dove like three rows ahead of him to dive and oh make a diving gosh. catch in the stands. And I have, like, of the, course, uh, that's a tasker. He's oh, jumping over people. Yeah, I, I, was, I got the TSN copy of that. Like they caught him a little bit, but like, man, what game was that? What did I score that touchdown? I think it was maybe against Toronto, and I hucked it like. I, the, the crazy thing about it is I didn't see them. I just knew where they were sitting. Like I couldn't make, I couldn't make eye contact and I hucked it up to him. Cause we had always talked about if this would be cool for me to do this and like try to get the ball to them. And sure enough, <laughs> my older brother literally laid out forward in the stadium. Like he, he <laughs> dove for a ball, like over top of people down the stadium and and crashed, banged his ribs, would like end up da- ended up down like in the floor of the like on the floor of the stadium. <laughs> my yeah, that was my oldest brother. My youngest brother is got him trying to pull him up. His ribs are all banged up, and sure enough, he caught the football, which which he still has in his house uh, uh, today. It was <laughs> it was so awesome, man. Like I I, I it just just you talk about the best catch in the stadium that night. And the guy, <laughs> the guy was probably had a beer in his hand. Like it's uh, it was really pretty phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. That was epic, man. <laughs> <laughs> TSN, unfortunately, like, like the camera, you see like this flash of color come through the camera, but they had to cut away to whatever it was like happening at the time, the touchdown celebration or whatever. But like, you could really see him like just all of a sudden lay out and the camera cuts out. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that was my best uh, playoff uh, playoff uh, catch ever. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, okay, so now you've already I've already given away my answer here, but the best your best play ever in the playoffs, and I'll uh, I'll, I'll let you go ahead before I uh, tell tell my story. My best play would be the winning touchdown from the 2007 Grey Cup. Uh, there you go. Easy. I ran. Yeah, I ran. Um, you know how we used to run those banjo digs from from number three, where where you start inside the hash, you end up outside the hash, and then yeah. I used to run a lot of options off that. So I kind of had a few plays uh, with it was with uh, Paul Apolises, the coordinator at the time. Yeah, uh, where I could kind of go, I could curl, I could do, be doing corners, or I could be doing digs or outs. Yeah. and I just like totally gave this guy a three piece, like. Uh, so hard yeah and uh and 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 got him and got him bad i remember the gm on the flight the next day was like wow you opened that guy up so hard on that on that play yeah (laughs) which was cool but anyway uh and then i and then i ran this dig and i actually caught a ball that was even the catch itself was like fully extended kind of with my fingertips going full speed across the field yeah and then and then i sort of ducked one tackle came up and like did a close step and 
kind of swimmed another guy. So I broke two or three tackles and then I was running with the ball just with my open hand, <laughs> switched it into my other hand and kind of got tackled as I was stretching over the goal line. And I yeah. have like this, the most epic like poster shot right down the goal line of me yeah. outstretched, like knee, not knee off the ground right. and ball over in the end zone. And, uh, and that ended up being the winning touchdown. So that's amazing. Uh, yeah, that was, that was my best single play as an individual um yeah yeah that's amazing i've actually i've seen that that play before in fact i think i'm pretty sure tommy condell showed that in a meeting one time i don't know if you remember that but i'm pretty sure he pulled that up for whatever reason playoffs or just for uh maybe for ball security actually i would <laughs> i wouldn't be surprised if that was also why we we had talked about it but yeah that's that's just that's uh that's gold man i think uh well my best, my one of the favorite, my favorite play of my career, I've always said, is that game we just referenced in Ottawa that we actually lost, but that semifinal where, and we were playing so well. That was the year that Zach Caleros got his uh, knee injury and Jeremiah took over and we were, we were rolling and that, uh, we had a boring Eastern semifinal, like uh, in a crossover at, at Tim Hortons Field and then went to Ottawa. And we were just unre- We were just calling all sorts of plays. Tyquan Underwood scored that like ridiculous uh, slant and go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I scored a touchdown <laughs> later in the game also, but my favorite play was I got the pitch in the backfield, rolled out like really, really sold like the like the wide receiver like end around run hard. Like I tucked the ball like you know, up into my, up into my like running form was, had the ball tucked, stopped and threw to Andy Fantuz, <laughs> number 83, all the way down the field. And like, I remember like the guy, like the guy was still in coverage pretty well, but you like kept your body in position, like caught it over your shoulder, like, like, in a like, just, it was just so beautiful. It was, yeah, you know, it was a perfect throw and, uh, and, and it was, it was a nice catch too, but you're, you just execute, like you said, you just sold it, com- you sold it perfectly and then just bombed like a, <laughs> I don't know, it must've been 55 yards. Cause I think it was like 45 downfield. Plus I was yeah. all the way on the sideline. So it must've been and 55, I- 60 yards. I don't know what it was, but perfect spiral. I remember watching it. I was I, like, cause that's the thing. Like I knew like before the game, like on that sheet, I had said, no matter what you do, don't, don't let this play not work. Cause you didn't sell the run. So like I kept it under my arm and like was running, running. And so because I did that, like you were so far down the field, like I remember watching, watching the film, like I had to like full body, like feet <laughs> off the ground, like, like huck the ball. But it was so perfect that that came from as a result of, uh, of all of just like the sideline nonsense during practice. You and I had played catch, you know, a million times, right? Like in, like just throughout the, the weeks and, and days of, of the season, it was just uh what an unbelievable play. Yeah, that was epic. I had my, uh, I had, I think I had my brace on my arm because that's the year I dislocated oh, right. my, my elbow and uh, remember arm. we had, we had two in the same game, like, and, oh, and the trainer Gable, right? Yeah. The trainer's Man. like, we, I've never seen this before in my life. And we had two in the same game. It's crazy. Freaking, that is so nuts. The, uh, that's that same game. I, uh, the playoff game. I mean, I also caught a touchdown on a corner route. And but I was offsides myself on on my own uh, touchdown, and Tommy Condell 
call, dialed that exact, that, that exact same play up in the exact field zone, the one drive later. And I caught the same route for a touchdown that counted <laughs> <laughs> both, uh, both incredible catches, by the way, both yeah, two, awesome. two of like your top f- five or 10 catches. That yeah, I've you're seen right. You make. Yeah. They were so, both, uh, great, but, uh, man, that's just fun stuff. I, uh, I, uh, uh, nothing like making a big play in the playoffs. Very, very excited to see them this weekend. Uh, quickly, the most outstanding uh, player awards. Simone is getting the most out- is nominated, I should say, for the East for most outstanding defensive player. I mean, you and I both played with this guy. We've talked about him. Like in the broadcast, I feel like I, I was telling RJ this the other day. It seems like every week, like his name is mentioned, like in every quarter of the game. Like you, you just can't get through much of the game without talking about Simone for one reason or another. Obviously, he just broke the record, uh, Rob Hitchcock's record. But I would love to see him get this. He was not. He was a. He's been the runner-up um, already in his career. But man, just what a player! And a, and he, I think he deserves it this year. Yeah, he had an outstanding season and career, like you said, and and just a guy that continues to to grow as a player and as a professional and a leader uh just ultimate respect for for him and the way he prepares and the way he goes out and and performs and gives it a gives it his all every single week so uh he'll be no doubt a big factor on sunday and uh and yeah good luck at the award show and we have another nominee for the east one of one of your best buds and uh, and oh, yeah. and one of my one of my favorite young guys when I was at the end of my career was uh, our guard Brandon Revenberg. Yeah, most outstanding lineman uh, nomination, and he has been the runner up before, as Simone has for for his award. But man, this is the guy who was the staple of the O line this year for the Ty Cats when they were plagued with with injuries all around. Uh, he kind of held it down with with the young guys and. He's just he's just a, a natural born football player. I, this would be a great a, a great nod to him for 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 his uh, career. That's that's uh, you know st- still has years ahead of it. But yeah, Brandon Revenberg, hope, hoping hoping he comes home with an award at the end of the season as well. Yeah, very deserving, very deserving. Just uh, kind of like kind of gives me that OG feeling. Even uh, I guess he's <laughs> I guess he is one of the vets now. But you know, he, yeah, uh, isn't that interesting, man? Yeah, he just is, he just gets down to work. Uh, just very classic out there, like no gloves, no shirts, no just just, just getting to work. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, don't, don't his just like, like just just his huge like white arms just like pop off the field like you're like oh, what what who is that gargantuan? Yeah, uh, especially in the blackout game this week, you're going to see those just enormous uh, enormous no tape, no glove uh, arms out there. <laughs> yeah, just keep an eye out for him. He'll be always uh, he'll be 15, 20 yards downfield picking up the receivers. There we uh, go. You know, first one to first one to grab the receivers. So you always love it when your linemen are are putting in that effort. By the way, the receivers, Andy, our uh, our heritage has uh, continued here. Jalen Acklin and Tim White both got the uh, East Division All Star uh, nods for the Ty Cat receiver room. Glad to see it. Those guys, uh, amazing. There's including this season. There's three years of experience between two players. So, <laughs> and they both got and they both got a divisional All Star. So, I mean, exceptional uh, exceptional work by those guys. And it was not an easy year for the for the offense, but. I'm, you know, especially, I mean, Tim White has, has done nothing but impress us the whole season, but 
I didn't. I got a chance to play a year with Jalen Acklin, and I can. I can. I'm very proud to see him get this uh, award. He's he he is a really really uh, great part of this team and a great part of that receiver room. Yeah, both those guys have been uh, aggressive and gritty all year long, and and like you said, like Tim White just c- continues to impress, yeah. and Jalen's kind of been that that staple all year long, and the the only staple really in the receiving core for yeah. the Cats that have been there the whole year. So. Good uh, congratulations to those guys. Another offensive player, t- their tackle, Chris Van Zyl, who was 2019 most outstanding lineman in the league, uh, but he missed the first chunk of the season. So uh, obviously played extremely well when he was in there to get East Division All-Star. So congratulations to Chris. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. It's uh, almost uh, almost only, only played just a bit more than half the season, and he still gets the divisional nod. So well done the third, to the 38-year-old. Love the guy. Yeah, not 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 a huge like not a surprise to us as we're watching every single game. But half of the defense of All Star team is from the Tie Cats. Uh, yeah, know, really. Four teams, so six six defensive All Stars for the East. Uh, we got DN Jagarit Davis, D tackle Dylan Wynn, linebacker as we mentioned Simone Lawrence, and then in the in the back in the defensive backfield, uh, Kariel Brooks, Jamal Roll, and Tunde Adelike all. East Division All Stars. That's amazing, man. That's very, very. Uh, that that does not surprise me. That that defense has been uh, impressive all year, and uh, but that is an amazing honor have having half the uh, lineup. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, 10, 10 players. You know, out of twenty four for the for the offense and defense is is pretty impressive for Hamilton. And the only team yeah. that had more, Winnipeg, had fourteen uh, for the West. Yeah, seven on offense and seven on defense. So pretty, pretty impressive over there. But yeah, very, very uh, big congratulations to all these guys and and deserving. You know, Cario Brooks has been a ball hawk all season. The guys don't yep. even want to QBs don't even want to throw against them. We continue yeah. to talk about Tunde Delake, Tunde Delake, and uh, how he's all over the field. You know, Jamal Rolls had to play both sides of the field. I was to move around due to injury and. You know, sort of that, sort of taken over well for that Delvin Bro, you know, vacancy and uh, right, and then uh, uh, of course their big boys up front, Jagarit Davis and Dylan Wynn are are guys like, as you mentioned with Simone, you kind of just you sort of you're sort of referring to them in every quarter. It, it seems yeah. like almost every drive. And, yeah, they're making kind a play of impact. Yeah. yeah. Well, good stuff, man. That is. Uh... That's exciting. We are looking forward to the blackout game. Uh, be sure to tune into the Ticats Audio Network for the content leading up to the game this week, and then uh, hope to see you in the stadium uh, come Sunday. Andy, I'll see you there, brother. Yeah, hopefully there's. Uh, I don't know if there's still tickets available, but um, make sure you get your tickets because it's going to be it's going to be an electric atmosphere. Yeah, it'll be so great. Uh, I will see you there, and I, I can't wait. Have a happy right, Thanksgiving. Man. Yeah, you too, buddy. Thanks. Task and twos. Like and subscribe to Hang With Them Weekly.